Hi everyone, I'm Zach with Medicine Journeys and this video is the first of four videos in a series. The series is ayahuasca, sex, money, and power, the pitfalls of the ayahuasca shaman. This is a series that I don't think anyone has done, or I should say subject matter that anyone has done from the perspective of the shaman. So um, I will be bringing um, my experiences, direct experiences uh, as a ayahuasca shaman, uh, as well as what I've seen other shamans do and how they've dealt with uh, these pitfalls or these temptations. And um, I think it'll be quite interesting. What I would really appreciate is as we go through this series and if you're watching and you have comments, uh, please feel free to comment and maybe even ask questions uh, about the subject matter or maybe those questions will lead to other subject matter uh, that I can bring up in future videos. And yeah, it'd be great if you subscribe, hit like, all those things, that'd be cool. So I think before we get into uh, sex, money, and power as it relates to ayahuasca and, and how uh, an ayahuasca shaman has to deal with these things, these temptations, I think it's really important to talk about integrity. What is integrity? Uh, what's the definition? And so um, I, I went ahead and I went online and got a definition or a couple of definitions. And I think it's important to um, do this because, or talk about integrity because integrity is a word that gets thrown around a lot. And um, I just want to revisit the, the definition so that we're starting from a, a good base or platform as it relates to the word. So <clears throat> integrity is being honest and truthful with yourself and others. Also aligning your actions and behaviors with your values, principles, and ethics. Another, this is kind of a quote um, that I thought I, I liked. <laughs> uh, integrity is doing the right thing when no one is watching. So with that definition, um, I wanna kind of take it to a retreat context and talk about some of the assumed qualities of integrity as it relates to an ayahuasca retreat or frankly any spiritual retreat, any spiritual organization and particularly the leadership of a spiritual organization. So let's, let's go down this list and I've got a list over here behind the camera. <laughs> it's my cheat sheet. Um, the first on the list is honesty. You know, spiritual leaders or teachers or well, shaman, <laughs> um, there's an expectation, particularly in the Western world, of honesty, telling the truth. After all, 
these teachers, leaders, what have you, are often talking about truth as a foundational spiritual pillar. <laughs> and so we would expect the, the uh, teacher, the shaman, what have you, to be honest and, and, and honest with the guests, honest with themselves, and even you know, transparent in, in all of these things. The other thing on my list is <clears throat> protection. And I think most people, particularly in mainstream society, think about protection as being physical or <clears throat> you know, safe spaces and all this sort of thing. That's all fine and good. But what I'm talking about is spiritual protection and energetic protection, particularly as it relates to ayahuasca ceremonies, drinking ayahuasca or doing plant medicine of any kind, even the plant medicine that does not uh, have uh, psychoactive qualities. <clears throat> so what, what, I, what I mean by that is when we do ayahuasca, we're essentially opening up our energetic body. Um, we're also essentially sending up a beacon to the spiritual world saying, hey, we're drinking ayahuasca here. We can see you, um, spirits, and that'll attract entities, spirits, and so forth. And the job of the shaman, <clears throat> or a big piece of that, that job, is to pr protect the space from entities or energies that don't serve the space. Big job. And sometimes the shaman has to kind of step up and, for lack of a better term, fight for the space and fight to protect people in that space. And it's important that the shaman is willing to literally fight to the death on an energetic astral level uh, for the guests because the guests are putting their souls in the hands of the shaman. They're trusting the shaman to protect them. In addition, uh, we need to protect uh, individuals from energies that are coming out of other individuals in the space and um, you know energy jumping essentially and so uh, this is this is something that that uh, is really really important as a, um, uh, a facilitator uh, in, in an ayahuasca retreat context I would say this also applies to any spiritual retreat. It's just not as obvious um, when you don't bring in the, uh, the psychoactive effects of ayahuasca. Uh, but I would say it still applies to other spiritual retreats and organizations. The other thing um, on my list here is looking out for the guest's best interest. Uh, this is all about healing, consciousness growth and so forth and it's really important to point out that that doesn't oftentimes mean that the facilitator coddles or caters to a guest's neuroses sometimes it requires like hey no talking really straight and firm sometimes it requires softness sometimes it requires a joke but it's all should be coming from a place of looking out for the best interest of, of the guest and the group so there may be some conflict um, between what's best for the guest and what's best for the group. And there may be a situation where the guest has to be asked to leave for the benefit of the group. So this is, this is something that the, the facilitator really, lead facilitator and the team really needs to balance. And um, it can be really hard. And this is all part of integrity, right? Um, 
Uh, the one on my list is keeping sexual energy out of the container. During an ayahuasca retreat, it is really, really important, important that the facilitators control their own sexual energy um, and also keep an eye out on sexual energy going around uh, maybe between guests and so forth and really nipping in the bud. Um, again, this is all part of the integrity of the retreat. And again, I think this would apply to um, a majority of other uh, spiritual retreats as well. Um, another one on my list is not compromising the work. What, what I mean by that is, again, not coddling to a guest neuroses and compromising the work for, uh, say, an unreasonable request relative to the work. Um, the other thing is that not allowing guests to dictate how the, the shaman does their work. Um, I know that sounds odd, but it's, it's happened. Um, and then I think this applies to all, again, spiritual teachers uh, of any type, is not claiming false knowledge or attainment or claiming that they've been trained in something or maybe even like done a dieta when they didn't do a dieta. Um, it's really important for facilitators uh, to differentiate between what they have personally experienced, what they know through direct knowledge versus what they kind of know intellectually from other spiritual teachers or their teacher or what have you. So it's really important to delineate that and, and not put forth the idea that um, <clears throat> the facilitator ha has some sort of skill, knowledge, what have you, that they don't actually have. Um, so this is, that's kind of my list of, not kind of, that is my list of um, assumed qualities of integrity in an ayahuasca retreat. And again, I'd love comments to, um, to add to that or have questions about what I, my list um, because I'm, I'm doing the best that I can based off of this head right here, <laughs> my brain. So um, that was a definition of integrity and then also some assumed qualities around <clears throat> what uh, ayahuasca or spiritual retreat would have as you, that you would assume as a guest and it's really important to point out that you know no one's perfect right so at an individual level and even an organizational level um, no one is perfect and that includes the shaman we're all we're all humans and we all step out of integrity right and to varying degrees and what's interesting is and I'd love to hear feedback on this too, is from my viewpoint is we're gonna step out of integrity. We're gonna make mistakes. What's key is the honesty about the errors and how quickly we recognize that honesty, I mean, that error and the remedy. Is there a remedy? Can we fix it? And if we can't fix it, can we make amends and sometimes the errors are due to some, some larger pattern that takes a long time to work on. Um, and ultimately what it comes down to is being really honest with oneself, being honest with others, and owning one's shit. Um, this is, <clears throat> you know, the only way that I'm aware of that one can have a set of ethics and, and guidelines in their life 
and still being compassionate with themselves and honest with themselves and being in integrity is being honest about the errors and being very clear with those who see the errors or are involved in the errors, trying to remedy them as quickly as possible, uh, make amends, or maybe it's a long-term pattern that needs to be worked on and, and just, again, owning one's shit. So let's dial, dial down as to why integrity is so important for an ayahuasca shaman. Why that needs to be like the foundational lifestyles to have integrity, um, to do this work. I was doing some preparation for this video and talking about this concept and thinking a lot about why is integrity so important. And um, in, that, in one of the conversations, this woman told me, yeah, you know, or people are trusting you in an ayahuasca ceremony, trusting you with their souls. They're taking this very powerful psychedelic, and again, they're trusting you to help guide them through this really powerful spiritual experience. It's not like people are asking you to watch their plant. It's much more serious as, as an understatement, that's for sure. And then, you know, integrity, if one has integrity and really embodies that and people know that, that integrity leads to trust. And then the trust, as it relates to ayahuasca and the, and the work around ayahuasca, allows the participant, the guest, to surrender and do the really deep work. If that integrity isn't there, or if there's any weirdness going on there, um, it, it really can impact the, the work that the guest is able to do. Now, how do you know if a shaman has, is living in integrity or not? How do you know? It, it, you know particularly when you're, you're going to an ayahuasca retreat for the first time. Obviously, you're relying on information from others, people you trust, uh, referrals and so forth. And then, you know, over time, um, if you keep going back, you'll have direct experience, right? And this builds over time. Um, so as that direct experience happens, some questions to, to keep in mind, and maybe even ask if, if you're new to a facilitator or a group or a community or a shaman, um, ask the people who are referring you, how does that shaman handle mistakes? How do, what's their reaction? Do, do they own those mistakes or do they blame others? Do they try to hide the mistakes? Are they open about it and, and trying to correct them and um, really address them head on? Uh, or do they kind of push them to the side? Good questions to ask. And do they take, does the shaman take responsibility or, or blame other people in every situation? And then over a long period of time, if you work with a particular shaman and, and there's generally a community around uh, a shaman and, <clears throat> or a group of shamans, and you get to see into their personal life, right? It's just gonna happen as you get to know um, a shamanic team or, or shamans individually, you're gonna start to see them and know them individually. And again, how, how do they 
react to the errors that they made because you know, no one's perfect, we're all human. Are they working on these errors or are they trying to hide their, their errors? Because um, this, this, this integrity in their private life will translate into the actual medicine work and that's why it's such a big deal. Um, and, you know, from a, from a personal, what, what, um, this I guess is where I'm gonna share some of my personal approaches is, <clears throat> I really, this is something that Michael, Michael Peterson told me recently. He's like, well, really simple. In life, just don't do anything that you'd wanna hide. Because by hiding stuff, people are probably going to find out. And even if they don't find out, um, you're going to know it or I'm going to know it. And so it's very simple. Just live a life that you don't need to hide anything and be very open about one's errors because we're human and that's okay. And if we are open about our errors, don't hide anything, then as long as we own them, own those errors, take responsibility for them, don't blame others, and address them, and addressing them may take a while because some of these patterns that we pick up in life are, are very ingrained, but as long as we do that, then it makes life a lot easier. You don't have to hide it. There's, there's no need to hide anything. So that's just a kind of a baseline thing uh, or approach that, that I have. And then the other thing is uh, I am so lucky. Over time, I've built up um, a group of really close friends who I, I either are on my team as students or you know, in the case of Michael, he's graduated, um, who I've I have a lot of respect for, and this is students, and then also people who just come back um, time and time again, and I've been working with them for years, and I, I look at their lives, and I'm like, yeah, these people are solid, I can respect them, and they, they've always given me good advice, and I've made a very clear request of those friends, um, call me out. If I start to do something out of integrity, if I'm uh, maybe getting into self-aggrandizement or, or you know, getting obnoxious or something, um, let me know. Call me out. I am open and, and willing to hear that. Um, and another thing is I, I listen to people who um, are on retreats if they have feedback too. And kind of the, the rule of thumb, and this is <clears throat> something I learned a long time ago, is like if one person has a complaint about you, it's like, yeah, okay, I'll take that into consideration. I mean, unless it's, <clears throat> if it's not obvious, if it's obvious, like I stepped on your foot, don't do that again, of course, that makes sense. But if it's something more ambiguous, like Zach, you're being this way, maybe you're being too egoic or something like that, um, I'll take it under consideration, but that's really one person and that person may be projecting onto me and I might <clears throat> ask one of my trusted advisors, uh, can you help me out on this particular situation? Two people come to me with the same issue, I'm like, okay, this is worth noting. Three or more people come to me with the same issue. It's like, okay, this is a problem that I have to deal with, that I, I can no longer ignore. Um, it's kind of like the whole, um, not the whole, but the, there's a story. It's like, if you, if 
you go outside and uh, you start your day, you go outside and you run into an asshole, it's like, yeah, that guy's probably an asshole. You run into two assholes or three assholes in a day, they're not the assholes. I am, <laughs> or you are in that joke. And so I think that's a really, really good way to approach life is, again, just don't do anything that one feels like they need to hide um, and have friends who are authentic, honest, and will call one out on um, some of the errors that we all make as humans. And so, um, you know, if you're, you're working with another shaman or considering another shaman, these are some things to, to look into. It's like, how are they, how are they integrous? Not only in this medicine space, but, or medicine retreat, medicine space, but how are they integrous or not integrous in their own life? Now, again, no one is perfect. It's, it's, I, I put forth the idea that integrity is not being perfect, but rather how you deal with your uh, errors and how to grow through them. And so, yeah, I, I hope that's, that's helpful in terms of, um, you know, dialing into why integrity is, is, is so important around uh, ayahuasca shamanism. So, you know, a lot of things can, you know, on an individual level in society, uh, a lot of things can pull one out of integrity. But <clears throat> as it relates to shaman and ayahuasca, spiritual facilitators in other contexts or other protocols, the main temptations are sex, money, and power. And so with that introduction, you know, this is the first video. This is kind of an introduction of, of um, you know, the series, definition of integrity. And going forward, I'm going to be going in depth and talking about uh, sex, money, and power and ayahuasca retreats. Again, it will be, I'll be, um, going back to uh, memory lane and, and bringing forth some stories as it relates to each subject, uh, providing some commentary. And again, I would love to have some interaction with the audience in terms of your thoughts, feedbacks, feedback, um, and maybe even suggestions on things to continue the conversation with. So with all that said, uh, we'll see you in the next video, which will be about sex. So uh, I don't know if anyone remembers Salt and Pepper and their famous song, Let's Talk About Sex. That's what we're going to do in the next video. All right, see you later.
Limpia, limpia, cuerpo y cito, limpia, limpia, su gonito, limpia, limpia, santito, limpia, limpia, su Poderoso medicina, poderoso y carne, poderoso medicina, poderoso y carne. Bola ninge, bola monge, todo malo pensamiento, todo, todo cruzamiento, arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda, Cure, cure, cuerpo y cito, pura, pura medicina, cuida ringue, cuida monge, ninguna aflicción. Alarimo, alarimo, pura, pura medicina, alarimo, alarimo, pura, pura medicina, arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda. Abercito yucantana, somos sinti medicina. Abercito yucantana, somos sinti medicina. Legítimo doctorcito, poder uso wicana. Legítimo doctorcito, poder uso wicana. Alarimo, alarimo, Lucito en el arimo, al arimo, pura, pura medicina. Arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda. Cuerpo y cito, una y ares, ninguna aflicción. Arigo, arigo y caro en el mesa y cita, una y ares. Arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda. Cielo, cielo, ayahuasca, alta y monta y tronco y cito.